Hey, and welcome to On The Rise, the podcast where you can learn from talented men and women making major moves and climbing to the very top of their fields. I'm Adam, and together with my friend and producer, Matt, it's our mission to bring you a weekly shot of practical inspiration from people who you can actually relate to. Matt and I love listening to people who are absolutely smashing it in their fields and at the very top. Think Elon Musk, those kind of guys. Shout out to Elon. But what we really, really wanted to hear from were people who were on their way to that level, but not quite there yet. Hence the name On The Rise. We're keen to listen to the habits, the practices, and the tips that these people have in their respective fields and try and provide inspiration for you, our loyal listeners. In today's episode of On The Rise, I speak with Gemma Harrison, who is currently a chef at London's Koya Bar in Soho. Gemma started her career at Petersham Nurseries, where she really got to grips with what it meant to create seasonal local dishes. And in this podcast, she talks a lot about her training and her ability to overcome adversity and really get to grips with what is an incredibly exciting industry, particularly at this time in London. In the podcast, Gemma talks about advice that she has for young chefs going into the industry, advice for how to get and sustain mentors in the industry, as well as any practical tips that she might have for eating out in London. I really enjoyed this part of the chat. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please get in touch with us via our Instagram. Our Instagram handle is ontherise underscore podcast. Cheers and enjoy the show. Gemma is in the studio right now. Hello. It's pissing down. <laughs> it's, it's kind of not very summery outside, no. but you know we've got we've got a ray of sunshine of us of our own here, um, including yourself. No, I was talking about you. <laughs> I was talking about you. Welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Very important question. Mm-hmm. What did you have for breakfast this morning? It's I key. Had, it's key. Do you know what? I had a few bites of my boyfriend's granola. Okay. And then that was it. And then I headed out to see my grandma. I had some ginger biscuits and tea. Really? Ginger and biscuits and tea? <laughs> That's a very grandma snack. Why yeah, did you not she, have that with your grandma? She, no, I, I went to see her. And had ginger And biscuits. she's a feeder, so she just gets everything out from her cupboard. So I basically mm. just had my breakfast on what she had in her cupboard. Interesting. She's yeah. a feeder, you're in food. Right, exactly. I must is, have got it from somewhere. Is that the inspiration? Um... Somewhat. Definitely, definitely part of my childhood was her being, feeding me all the time. And, you know, mm. I'd go around to her house for like dinners and lunches and family mm. things. Mm-hmm. But I think the main influence from my food was my family. Yeah. Holidays when I was younger and I'd be at the dinner table with my family and, you know, we'd go out for dinner and they'd be like, We'd all order something different, but it would be, be a sharing thing. You know, oh, can I try very some of that? So. Can I try some yeah, of that? Yeah. My dad was very much food food obsessed. Was there tactical ordering? Like in my family, I oh, had tactical definitely, ordering. Oh, definitely, definitely. So like, I, I'll order one thing, but then I'll be like, I'm only ordering this if you definitely, order that. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'll That's order cool. this and we'll share this. Yeah, and like, yeah. yep, done. There's deals to be done. <laughs> deals to yeah, be done. For sure. And it for was sure. always kind of reaching over to someone else's plate to grab something to have a taste, you know? Yeah, yeah So, yeah. um... Italy was definitely a strong influence. I would just loved pasta and I'm mm. actually obsessed with pasta. So Italy was definitely a place we went to where 
it would happen. Yeah. And there was actually one time that we were out. We went to a Michelin star in Italy, somewhere in near Venice. Okay. And we were all very young. And my dad had to, they brought, they kept bringing out like more courses and more courses and more courses. And we were young, we couldn't eat it. Mm. And my dad had to eat it all just because he didn't want to upset the chef. And Amazing. now thinking back to it, I probably would do the same, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great. I, I think the thing about Italy is that they're, it's not just, it's not just quality of the food because yeah. is, there is a yeah. lot of quality, but there is a quantity to it in Italy. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's just calm, heavy, oh, like it's more feel good it's food. Just, Pasta, mm. pizza, you know, yeah. it's just it's delicious. Cool. So um, I think we're going to start with yeah. um, how you got into this okay. crazy, you know, yeah. diverse London yeah. food scene. Yeah. Um, you know, th- th- there's so many careers that you can go into nowadays. I know, yeah. Why? Why food? Was that always something that you wanted to do? So it's quite funny because I never, as I was just saying about when I was younger and stuff and food, I never kind of put two and two together and thinking I want to be a chef or I'm going to be in food I knew I always loved food Mm -hmm. and I knew it was a strong passion of mine but it wasn't until I went to university where I studied graphic design Mm -hmm. finished my degree Mm -hmm. I actually ended up designing a cookbook for uh, a cookbook for my project at uni yeah at uni when I hadn't even thought about that I wanted to be a chef it just kind of like came naturally okay and then when I got out of uni, I ended up designing a cookbook for a charity called High Cancer Care. Okay. And it was a big success. And, you know, I was editing it. I was taking the photographs. I was designing the book. So how, so going back a bit, so you kind of did your project at uni. Yeah. And then from that moment on, did you know, okay, now no, I'm going to No, I had no, no idea. Okay, fine. It wasn't until I ended up... It's quite an interesting jump to go from graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of chefs I have met have been graphic designers in the past, which is actually quite a... On the Rise is brought to you in association with our good friends at Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl is the fresh new fashion brand created by influencer and businesswoman Marnie Simpson. Marnie typifies what it means to be on the rise, right to the very top. It was always Marnie's dream to launch a high-quality clothing brand, and with Jersey Girl and their fashion-forward and comfortable apparel, she definitely delivers on that dream. Whether slouching or slaying, Jersey Girl has got you covered. So, ladies, join the new generation and be a Jersey Girl. Don't forget, as friends of the show, you are entitled to 20% off your first order with Jersey Girl. Just use the offer code ONTHERISE20. Cheers and enjoy. If you're looking to go into chefing, yeah, do you have to study food or, or catering? No, or? no way. Okay. I would definitely say, like, if you are prepared to work hard mm. and you're prepared to put in the hours, you're prepared. When I say blood, sweat, and tears, like yeah. I mean blood, sweat, and tears. Like really? you cut yourself, you burn yourself. It's heated. A mm. lot of stuff goes on, but if you have that passion. And you love that kind of like, you know, you bounce off each other. You've got a good team. It's mm. like, it's a whole chemistry going on. Mm. I would say it's 100% worth it if you if it's really your passion. And mm. for me, like, yeah, you have to sacrifice a lot. Like, I don't get to go out on weekends and I don't get mm. to spend as much time with my friends and family as I want. But for mm. me, it's 100% worth it. And can I just ask you a question? Well, obviously I can because we're on a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so you said that, at uni, yeah. you 
didn't really know you wanted to go into yeah. it. So you just spoke then about your passion yeah. and cultivating yeah. your passion. Yeah. You didn't you didn't have that passion pre-existing. So yeah. how do you then how did you know that you were passionate about it? Because you just said then yeah. if you want to go into it, you need to be passionate yeah. about like it. Like when did it click? Yeah. And 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 also what advice do you give to people to explore that passion? Yeah. Um so after designing the cookbook for the mm. charity, mm. I kind it kind of all just clicked to me because all along I kind of I liked graphic design and I knew I was creative, I was artistic, but I didn't really have the self motivation to go down that route, and I guess yeah, it just kind of all clicked to me one day, and it was like, do you know what? I want to learn to cook because I've really enjoyed doing this project, mm. and I. I can cook, you know, I could follow recipes and I could do home-cooked meals and I'd always be, like, cooking dinners for people. But you really wanted to, it like, really just it. clicked yeah. one day and yeah. I just feel like things happen like that. Like, to people, to the advice from my own experience that I could give to people was kind of just, like, if you are looking to go into chefing, then go for it. Mm. And you ne- you will need to have to start at the bottom to make your way up as well. So, you know, you were talking before about how important it is to yeah. like the food that you yeah. first start with yeah. in the industry. Um, how did you kind of make your decision to to kind of go into the first area? So, I would say a lot of people typically would start in French cuisine because people say that cooking the French way is the way of the world. Wow. And What's cooking the French way? Um, traditional. It's traditional. You mm. learn the basics. You learn how to cook the perfect omelette. You pl- learn how to cook the perfect sauce. Or, and I actually went to a cookery school called Leith School of Food and Wine, which is where I trained, which okay. was French influence. Okay. But we actually we covered a lot. So my first lesson was how to do scrambled eggs. Really. And by the end, I was you know. How do you do scrambled eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Say I'm like hungover on a Sunday. Right. What am I doing? You are... Am I doing... You know, like, that Gordon Ramsay video where he takes it off and on the heat? Is yeah. that what I should be doing? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I yeah. do do my scrambled eggs like that. Really? I do. Okay. Kind of, like, whisk them in a bowl. What eggs am I using? I don't season them until after they're cooked because when as soon as you add salt to eggs, it releases a lot of water. Ugh. So I just whisk them. Yeah. I'll put them in a cold pan, not a hot pan. Yeah. Make sure it's, like, well-oiled. And then... Cold pan. Interesting. So you don't eat, heat because, up the pan. Because it's, if eggs are so delicate, yeah. as soon as you put them in a boiling hot pan, they're just going to suddenly cook and then you're going to have basically like an omelette. Okay. So so that level of kind of depth is the French training. Yeah. It's like it goes into so. that. Sources, okay. how to cook your meat perfectly, etc. So yeah, that's okay. the way I learned. And then... Cool. Um, so I actually... So they had lots of talks going on and I'd heard of this restaurant, Petersham Nurseries, which was in which is in Richmond. Yeah, I've heard of it. And so I went there. Mm. I just contacted um, Joe Fox and Damien Clisby, who I worked for. Okay. And I when started you, When you say you contact them, you just sh- shot them an email. Right. Okay. Saying... Saying, hey, I want a job and yeah. I'm willing to work. And they were like, come in for a chat. Wow. Um, and I started there... Six months after I finished my course. So at that point, just to, you know, sorry to ask you, Luke, yeah. like, on that point specifically, 
you had no previous experience. You just want. Yeah, I had no. I had no previous experience. You just want. I'd done. I did like internships and stages at different places, and I did a day here and a day there. Yeah. Because that was part of my course requirements. But other than that, I had never worked in the kitchen before, and it was really, you know, yeah, it was really good. I loved it there. Okay. Loved it. And when and when you first got there, what was your kind of objective for? Was it just to soak everything I'd, in? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know. I had no idea what what I had signed myself up for. Wow. I was just knew that I wanted to cook and I wanted to learn, mm. and it was really, you know, I, I got to this kitchen, and everyone were professional chefs, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this is so overwhelming, and I had no idea what was going on. You can ask any of them. I was like. In my, they called it Gemma's world because I was in my own world. And after a while, I got to know how the kitchen works, the rules, what you can do, what you can't do. But and eventually, I was like in, mm. and it was amazing. And you were hooked. Yeah, I was hooked. I was hooked. The service, everything. Yeah. The banter, the way you just bounce off each other. It was great. And yeah. also, as I said, it was Italian, so. Um, yeah, it was like... So it's food you like as well. Food I loved. Yeah. And not only that, but it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. So we were only using the best produce. Um, we had chickens in the garden. We had courgettes that we'd go and pick. Borage flowers, nasturtium leaves. All mm. the flowers that you see all beautifully decorated on the plate. Like we're picking those ourselves before service. Mm. And it was just amazing, you know, that one of your jobs could be go to the garden and pick some flowers right there on your doorstep in the middle of Richmond. Like it was absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. And there is like, I don't think you get that opportunity many places in central London because it was just a really, yeah, it was was a really great place to start. And in terms of the people that worked with you at Petersham, is it Petersham? Okay. So in terms of the people who worked with you at Petersham, how important was having that kind of sense of security of people helping you through that? And and, and, and I guess my question is also, what balance between the tough love kind of thing that everyone has a perception of what learning to be a chef is, do you need versus kind of hand-holding? What works best for you and and kind of... I think every chef is different and every chef... Every chef will try and accommodate you as a person to how they think you're going to, how they are going to get the best out of you. And yeah, I have been, you know, I've been shouted at, I've been called names, I've been everything under the sun, but it's only made me stronger and it's only made me not take bullshit. Mm. And Mm. that's a really good thing, I think, to be thick skinned and... Did you cultivate that? Were you were you were you quite fragile before, or were you? Always yeah, quite I would say I was great. quite fragile before. But mm. so, you know, you you meet some chefs who are above you who will nurture yeah. you and they'll take you under their wing, and I think that's also really important. Yeah. Um, and that that happened to me with yeah. a few people, and they kind of showed me the ropes, and mm. you know, this is what you do, and this is what you don't do. For sure. But there was also a lot of get me this, get me that, yeah. do this for me, do that for me. There's a lot of, yeah, so 
when it comes to the aggression and shouting in a kitchen that you hear about, like, yes, it is all true mm. and it does happen, mm. but I think it's quite an old fashioned way of kitchens and it doesn't happen that much anymore. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very interesting because, you know, I've, I've, I haven't been to, you know, yeah. all the good restaurants, but I've been to a few and, yeah. you, and you, some of these restaurants are open yeah. plans so you can yeah. look in. And a lot of the really good ones, yeah. they almost look zen-like. Right, in but... Kind of, but there's there's obviously a method to that. Right, right? and yeah. I'm an own open kitchen at the moment at yeah. Koya. Yeah, um, we'll and talk about I Koya think, shortly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that an open kitchen is another interesting topic, is that you can't... An open kitchen is going to run completely differently to a closed kitchen sure. or a basement kitchen because... You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, 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 you can't. And that's, I think that's another reason why shouting in the kitchen is becoming less because there are people are starting to realize that there's yeah. a way of kind of around it. And yeah. that like you can have an open kitchen and it can work and there can still be that communication without mm, having mm. to F and yeah. all of that stuff. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, some of my, some of my favorite. I'm thinking of like yeah. you know, Boca de Lupo in, yeah. in Soho. I actually haven't tried that one. Oh, I really, really good. Yeah. Really good. Like really, again, very yeah. seasonal. Yeah. Um, lovely Italian food. Yeah. Great pasta. Yeah. And kind of there, you you see as well with Koya. You know, we'll talk about Koya surely, mm-hmm. but you know, it open plat. Yeah. It it just seems like they're not that stressed they're yeah. kind of getting on with it but of course i'm yeah. sure there are kind of passive yeah. aggressive moments yeah. where people are kind of like yeah fucking each other yeah. like under like kind of under their breath yeah. and muttering and swearing yeah um but it's interesting to know about that pressure because i think yeah for people going into it it's very important not to be blinded yeah. by you know it's all lovely and yeah. it's all it's all hand-holding yeah because it's not no right. mm. But um, that's interesting because I think also in places like Koya and Boca de Lupa, it's a, it's a smaller restaurant mm. as well. So you're not getting that stress of that I had at Petersham of where, you know, we were knocking out 200 covers on a Sunday, yeah. plus an event, plus a wedding, plus yeah, we yeah. had someone in the greenhouse doing their birthday party. It was like a lot to take on. Yeah. And not saying it wasn't amazing because were there tears? I loved it. Of course, yeah. there were tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of joy <laughs> <laughs> tears and tears of joy definitely yeah. yeah um but that's life yeah that's yeah. life yeah but in the smaller restaurants mm. they have queues outside but you're kind of probably doing not as many as you would be in a massive restaurant like that so you're right part of the stress probably does get taken away from being in a smaller restaurant but would you for someone starting out yeah now I would, because now that you've started with that yeah. high pressure stress environment i would go for it you'd start I would, with that i would 100 percent go for it because it gives start, you yeah. discipline it and, gives you yeah. it gives you a real insight to mm. what it's really like mm. and i think that's so important yeah so i've um in my experience in the advertising industry um i've found that mentors are are best served as people who kind of give you no bullshit yeah. upfront advice. Yeah. You seem like a very, you know, upfront person, yeah. like very like you you would appreciate that. Definitely. Um do you think that that's the sort of people our our listeners should be seeking out as mentors? Definitely, yeah. Um I think that I think with my mentors I kind of I choose 
someone might be really good at talking about work issues mm. and another friend might be really good with personal stuff or you know if someone has been through the same experience that you've been through they're also good to talk to you just I, you kind of got to pick and choose who you go to your mentor someone you trust for sure um someone who's not going to go and blurt it out or you know discretion someone yeah like yeah. someone who you really really look up to mm. as a person mm. and admire and especially in chefing a say a chef that I really think wow you know they know their stuff or you know like their skills are amazing like mm. and I trust them and I'm gonna go and call them up and ask them for some advice or you know even if I and, and have you done that with kind of well-known chefs like do you just reach out to people no no okay on, no yeah only you said that like like as if that's like as if not the thing to do is that yeah not no I'm just thing? I'm young and I'm yeah. starting off my career yeah the chefs that I have met at the moment are the ones that I have worked with and mm. people I've met through them. Yeah. Obviously, I would like to get to the top. Yeah. Um, Is that the ambition then? To like rule the world of food? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, yeah. Yeah, you I would. really just want to, yeah, make it and yeah. want to show people what I'm all about. and Interesting. Yeah, show them my food and yeah. For sure, I think I think that you know, with the passion that you had, you said that you said that like you were hooked with it. You yeah. always hear about the top chefs, like they've got a yeah, they've got a real like yeah. desire for yeah, the area. like a burning yeah passion. I've got to say, I like advertising, but I don't feel the same with advertising. No, no, I don't. Why feel, not? I just don't get like the tingling sensation yeah. when I walk into the office. You know, and yeah. I think that that's that's something that yeah. I'm still searching for. And that's all right. No, that's fine. And I I think most people, like, I think I'm actually quite lucky to have Mm. that. It's the thing that makes you tick. It's the Mm. thing that makes your brain go. Yeah. And it's kind of... lucky though to have that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you might have a hobby on the side that, Mm. that makes you feel that way, like going to the gym or doing something for you that makes you feel really good. And it gives you, it's almost like that feeling of adrenaline Mm. every time every time you walk into the kitchen or service starts and it's 12 o'clock and mm. and you get the first check-in and it's like the theater has started, you yeah, know, it's yeah, a performance. Yeah. yeah. And you, when you're in it, you're really in it. And, but there are days when you can be completely not with it and you're not mm. following the service and everything goes to shit and everything blows up and it's like, oh my God, when's, it, when's service going to end? You're looking at the clock. Yeah, yeah. You're like, fuck this, that one's shouting, this person's shouting, that one's on the floor. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> how are we, you know, how are we talking about a person or a person? dish? Oh, right. <laughs> of course, person, but we're... we're <laughs> It's, we, you're, you're thinking just when is this gonna you know when yeah. is this nightmare gonna stop and yeah. the following day it can be the opposite and mm. everyone is bouncing off each other and everyone is on the same page and you're making amazing food and you're smashing it out and you're getting through all those covers mm. and the checks aren't rolling through they're just going as you know it's it's great mm. um, let's talk about Koya um, yeah first of all yeah I must say that it is my favorite restaurant in London. Yeah, I don't know if I mean, Matt, Matt told you. Um, yeah. It, there's something very special about that place. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, it's a kind of Japanese restaurant in, in Frith Street, I believe. Yeah, 50 Frith Street. 50 Come Frith down Street. and say hi. Come down and say hi to Gemma. <laughs> um, and kind of the beautiful thing for me is the simplicity of some of the food. I think it's... So simple. It's, it's, it's very less is mm. more, very Japanese, very mm-hmm. minimalist. Mm-hmm. 
Um, did you seek that out as a place to work or did it happen by chance? Kind of how did you get your start there? So I kind of, I was always kind of intrigued by Japanese food. Yeah. Um, it's never been a passion of mine, I'm not mm. going to lie. Mm. Um, but I was always kind of seeking out to see what Japanese food was all about. Yeah. And funnily enough, I knew the head chef there. Mm. And I went to have a chat with her about my career. Mm-hmm. And she kind of said, there's an opening here. Like, why don't you try it out? And I thought, yeah, you know, sounds great. Mm-hmm. So it kind of all just happened through contacts, really. And yeah. And for, and for the listeners, so you just reached out to her on I Facebook? I reached out to her. I reached out to her on email. Instagram. Okay, cool. Um, and she just said, yeah, come in for a chat. And That's awesome. I think, I think in that way to the listeners, like, it's so accessible to contact chefs and yeah. you kind of just, if you reach out, like it's such a small community and everyone knows everyone. And if you reach out to a chef and you, you're really serious about it, like they will get back to you. I mean, obviously don't contact someone like Gordon Ramsay because yeah. he's What's so up, big. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, you got a job for me? Like, but yeah, someone in the London accessible. chef scene, mm. it's so accessible to talk to people and, everyone's yeah. in it together in hospitality mm, interesting very mm. cool I, th- I think you know like that the idea for our listeners that you know you can reach out and and kind of be quite vulnerable with you know saying you know i, I just want to chat and yeah. not, not even really having anything yeah. that you want to gain from someone yeah often those times are the ones where things just happen and yeah they, they kind of roll into motion yeah. through themselves I would, yeah, the advice I would give um, to someone who's looking to start in a kitchen is what the advice I've been given by many chefs is write down your 10 favorite restaurants or 10 places you would want to work. Mm. Just contact them all. Go in, do a day there. They're not going to bite. You go in, you do a few hours, you see how it works, you get a vibe, whether it fits in with you or it doesn't fit in with you. And then... And if you like it. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere is looking for chefs. Everywhere needs good, hard workers. Everywhere wants people who are committed and willing and Mm. reliable. Mm. Mm. And and that is the truth about hospitality is there is a quick turnaround on chefs. Mm. People come, people go. People, some people are more reliable than others. You'll have kitchen porters walk out on you you know, in the middle of the day and you'll have to get a replacement in and like all that stuff goes on in hospitality, especially, I think. I, I had an idea, Gemma. Yeah. And, you know, like you can, you can go with it or you can tell me to like yeah, do yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Death row meals. Because we've been talking a lot about food. That's talk, a good one, Talking you know? a lot about, um, you know, what we like and what we You like learn to. a lot from someone by their death row meal, I feel. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so Gemma, you've just... Um, committed a, a gruesome murder yeah um, <laughs> and you've been sentenced to death yeah. by um the state of texas i think Ooh, do they yeah. still have the death penalty yeah, there i think, I think they, they do yeah, they oh, unfortunately Sad or times. fortunately for yeah. for those guys um and and you've got um a death row meal right <laughs> what would you choose um mm. first of all and then i'm going to ask you how you'd make it because okay. you're in a unique position where yeah. you can tell us that uh 
Um, so are we doing we're starter, doing three courses, three courses starter, starter main, main yeah absolutely we're not um, fucking around you're gonna die like you know okay yeah. are we doing a middle course yeah why not palate Four. cleanser yeah a palate cleanser a palate yeah. cleanser <laughs> yeah pre-death we're doing cleanser. starter palate cleanser main dessert go for that's it that's how that's the order go for it um, you're up okay for starter I would have off the top of my head mm. either can I have two go for it um a beef carpaccio, okay. but you know, the best quality beef yeah. and parmesan balsamic mm. from Italy, rocket, mm. olive oil, mm. only the best. Simple, but incredible, yeah. unbeatable. Uh, or some kind of ceviche, maybe. Okay. Bit of tiger's milk on that? Mm, no. 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 I don't know. I, I love, I love fresh and citrus. Those are my two, two favorite things. And then, uh, where were we next? Palate cleanser. Palate cleanser. Yeah, after that Ooh. strong ceviche, what are you gonna? Probably. Well, palate cleanser is usually a sorbet or a, some kind of little treat. Mm. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna change things up. Yeah. Uh, in most case, it'd probably be like a plate of great Parma ham. Mm, mm. Um, wow, that's a lot of um, thinly sliced meat. Yeah. To start oh yeah. With. God. Go for it, though. I, I mean, feel like I'm not? really uh, ruining the <laughs> No, I think it's cool. Go and then it. main course. Main. Um, a carbonara. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or... Spaghetti or... Spaghetti, definitely. Okay. Um, spaghetti carbonara. Or I do Amazing. love a rigatoni okay. carbonara. Um, okay. Or a cacciaui the... pepe, obviously. Oh, my God. You've got to choose one, though. You're giving me, like, four. All right, carbonara. I stick with carbonara. More meat. Okay. No cream, obviously. <laughs> no cream. Okay. Only egg. Only egg. Egg, cheese, tiny Incredible. bit of garlic in the oil. Yeah. Take the garlic out so yeah. it's still flavoured. Mm. Crispy pancetta. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Unbeatable. Yeah. Unbeatable. Bit of a winter meal, though. Not yeah. something for the summer. Yeah. But still. Death row, though. Anything goes, no? Death row. It's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely freezing. Um, and then dessert. Dessert would be. You're not gonna be able to eat anything more after that. Yeah, I mean it's death row. So. Death row stomach for dessert. Um, there's always a, there's always room in your sweet stomach compared yeah, to your savoury. It's true. It's very true. Um, dessert would be either. Mm. I'm giving two choices. This isn't good. It's, it's, tiramisu. It's a sign that you're passionate. Yeah. About. Tiramisu. Mm. I've just thought of another one as well. Go on. <laughs> Sticky toffee pudding. Oh, amazing. What about a Sunday roast for Maine? Ooh. <laughs> Sunday roast. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one before mm, you're going to die. You might be a bit one. gassy. Yeah. Before, before death. <laughs> yeah. Or an Eaton mess. Eaton Always mess. A cream, any cream and any um, strawberry flavoured anything. Yeah. I'm all for it. So how are you, how are you making I wanna... the carbonara? Because I think let's, let's yeah. give our listeners, or obviously, you know, it's going to be very sad when you die. Yeah, the I think. Chair, but okay. How do they, how do they make that? Um, so how I make my carbonara would be, mm. um, so oil in a pan. Yeah. I would flavor the oil with garlic, as I said. Okay. But you like, don't just like flakes of garlic. No, like whole cloves. Whole cloves. Okay. Um, just to flavor the oil until yeah. the garlic goes nicely golden brown. Okay. You don't want to take it too far. It'll burn. Okay. So when it's nice and golden brown, take it out. You're not using it anymore. You're, you've got flavored oil. Yeah. Um, 
and then I would fry off the bacon, pancetta, whatever you want to use. Mm. In Italy, the tradition is to use pig's cheek. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so, yeah, obviously have your pasta boiling with water whenever you're making pasta make sure that that water is well seasoned mm. you want it to taste like the sea so what do you season it with just salt, salt. Okay. but taste taste it because you yeah. want it really nice not to not over salted but what kind of, any salt's fine or um like particular salt or? i'd like to use uh molden sea yeah, salt yeah, yeah it's the posh salt yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i wouldn't use yeah standard salt shout out to them you're a you're a you're a salt snob i like yeah yeah that's cool um and then so yeah fry off i like to fry my um bacon or pancetta until it's quite crispy yeah but still got a bit of um kind of softness in the middle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um cooking your pasta in Mm. the meantime whisk your eggs Mm. grate your parmesan or pecorino as they traditionally use um into the eggs Mm -hmm. so it's all mixed together okay into the whisks to eggs, yeah? yeah? Yeah, into the whisked eggs. Um, and then when your pasta's al dente, throw it in with the uh, pancetta and the garlic oil, get all the flavor mm. going, you know, mm-hmm. turn that heat off straight away, mm. put it to the side, let it sit for one minute maximum. You, yeah. do, you do not want to scramble those eggs. Yeah. Um, and then literally just go for it. It is quite, when you first... When you're first cooking a carbonara, like it can't be like, oh shit, I'm gonna scramble the eggs, but yeah. just go for it, put it straight in. My brother tried to make me carbonara the other day, and he had an absolute disaster. Really? Yeah, it made oh, me feel God. very ill. Yeah, um, it was disgusting. Were the eggs scrambled? Scrambled. Um, it was a hideous meal, but James. It's like if you yeah. don't know, if you're not a cook at home, yeah, you don't and you know. don't know how to cook, then why would you know yeah. about? It's true the ingredients and what an egg does you know you gotta trial it though and i think i think hopefully you know that advice you gave like guys like you know if you're starting out if you want to cook a bit more like try Gemma's um recipe and and send us photos like make us jealous yeah Um, send us what you made your your concoctions of uh spaghetti carbonara that would be uh, very 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 nice um to see yeah, finish it off with a bit of black pepper and parmesan on top. Beautiful. And then if you've got room, uh, tiramisu yeah. after that. I want to ask you what your... <laughs> Me? Yeah, what your uh, death row meal would be. I've got to think now. Um, so It doesn't I, have to be four courses. It doesn't have to be. No. Okay, fine. Um, so I would probably start with a pasta dish. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that. Start yeah. a pasta. Start a pasta. Probably... Uh, a vongole, mm. um, like a clam. Yeah, chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chef. Uh, I feel so much pressure because I'm saying this to an actual chef. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no I, I, I love a vongole. Like a, a nice vongole. Yeah. Loads of garlic, loads of parsley, loads of lemon. Beautiful. Um, I'd, I'd crack Simple that again. on. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd eat that very, very, very quickly. Yeah, I could have that now. Yeah, I could do. <laughs> I could do. It'd be nice. Um, and then I would probably have um, a veal. Okay. Um, a veal kind of Milanese style. Okay. Um, coffee cup? <laughs> probably not from the coffee no. cup. No. Probably, maybe I don't know, maybe like a Scalini's or a oh, Ciccone's. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> veal Milanese. Or what about those, like, one of those like proper traditional Austrian yeah. Oh, like schnitz- a Wiener schnitzel. Yeah, oh. yeah. And the batter is just like bubbling. It's insane. Fried egg on top. Yeah. 
Sorry, is this my death meal or yours? <laughs> You're telling me what sorry, to eat. Sorry, I'm getting carried away. You've already sentenced me to death. I'm like, sorry, why, why are you I'm telling sorry. me what to eat? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's good. I, I also, I really like like Holstein. It's like when you put a fried egg on top, yes. you know, and the anchovies. Yeah. Capers oh, or anchovies? A lot of people don't like anchovies. I rate anchovies. I love on a anchovies. Pizza, Do you know, so before I started chefing, hated mm. them, mm. then they're started the eating them every day. They're just, they're great. Put them, gra- next time you make lamb, yeah. put anchovies in the lamb in Ooh. the oven. Awesome. Good yeah. tip. There's a great... Um, anchovies restaurant in san sebastian mm-hmm. that just do anchovies on like i can't remember what it's called it's awesome anyway um I, yeah i would are i would de- i would have i would have veal are <laughs> um, they um fresh anchovies yes yeah fresh i know the one on the corner yeah by awesome. the church the best the absolute yeah. best shout out to them don't yeah, know their name, don't know that name you make amazing anchovies yeah. <laughs> um and then i probably have a chocolate brownie for dessert. Okay. Yeah, just before I'm about to yeah. die. Like, you know, yeah. you want it. Stuff your face with chocolate. Yeah, but mm. it's got to have the nuts in it, in the brownie. Okay. Like a nutty, right? nutty chocolate brownie. For people who are allergic to nuts. I mean, you're going <laughs> to die anyway, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, you're going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt's, Matt's buzzing at that, at that last joke. He, he, abs- <laughs> he absolutely loves it. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> um that's what i do though um that's what, that's what i choose yeah um and then i die unfortunately <laughs> but we're all gonna die um thank you Gemma. this thank was you. this was so much fun um, and I'm, I'm i'm hoping that the you know the listeners yeah got so much out of I it because so. you had so much knowledge to give um for sure you know anyone who's listening please um you know get in touch with any more questions you have and we can um try and answer them yeah um, but for now Gemma, how how do people kind of follow your movements do you have an instagram um, or Facebook? i have a personal instagram okay and i'm in the process of making a more professional one but okay, if you want to cool. follow me for now it's Gemma t harrison okay um cool on you instagram can see i do post all the my chef stuff and yeah. i try to post mm. mostly things to do with cooking yeah and yeah have awesome. a follow yeah we will we will um thank you again thank you so much Adam. thanks for being on the rise um and take it easy hey guys thanks so much for listening to on the rise we hope you enjoyed the show don't forget you can get in touch with us via our instagram page on the rise underscore podcast for any suggestions for future guests or topics thoughts about cities you want featured after season one or anything else you may have in terms of suggestions for making the show better Thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it and see you next time.